And we are back, baby. Back in action. It's been a while, bro. It's been a while. We're shaking off the rust. You know, we're preparing for this thing as good as we can. And uh, I think we'll still drop some fire because uh, we're naturals, right? It's all your fault, bro. <laughs> it's all your fault. Hey, a little break is, is always, you know, good. A little break is always good. Absolutely. We're just trying to teach them, you know, how to listen to their bodies as we listen to our minds and, and get ourselves a break to, to kind of. Uh, come up with new ideas and, and get a couple of new things in order. So, no, I'm excited, man. I miss it. Yeah, I miss you. me too. I'm, I'll miss you as well. I'm excited to get back on the mic. You know, when there's a lot of stuff going on with life, work, relationships, uh, it's always good to kind of take a step back, get dialed back in, and uh, that helps keep up the quality of the content we're producing. Yeah, and what we talk about is just being honest and real with each other is like, if something doesn't feel right, just say it, right? We could have forced podcasts the last three weeks, but would the quality have been there? We would have rushed it. We would have had a million other things on our mind. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm proud that we, we listened to that and uh, we didn't give an, ourselves an ETA, ETA to when we wanted to return. We said, we know we're going to do it. We love coming back to it, but uh, let's kind of reassess some things real quick. Yeah, no doubt. And then, you know, our intentions were to not stop it at all, right? We constantly communicating, hey, uh, let's get back going. If it's not this week, you know, let's get it in next week. And uh, I hit you up earlier in the week. You got back to me and we're here. Let's do it, Pookie. We, and are we have rolling. some really great topics that we've been sitting on and, and thinking about. Uh, so I'm really excited to get going with it. Yeah, no doubt. I'll start down with the uh, the Brett breakdown. Brett breakdown. So kind of what I want to break down today is is how to build confidence. You know, I was doing, you know, um, the last couple of weeks I was reading and uh, I came across a, a book uh, where, you know, I got some great takeaways on building confidence. So I want to see how I can apply this to my life and how our listeners can apply this to their lives. So I kind of want to go over the format on this confidence building formula and then kind of put my twist to it on how they can do it to achieve their fitness goals, right? Because at the end of the day, we are a fitness podcast, the Look Good, Feel Good podcast. So, you know, let's, let's roll with it. So the, the first part is you have to find your desire, find your purpose, right? You know, what are you put on this earth to do? What gets you smiling? If you can you know, go in the future and see where you're at five, 10 years down the road, what are you going to be doing? Right. So you have to find this desire, this like kind of fire inside you mm. that, you know, you can work towards day in and day out. Right. And then this almost has to somewhat corrupt your thoughts. Right. It's got to be something you think about every single day because then, you know, you're right on the money. Right? right. Right. You know, you're right on the money. That's your desire. That is your purpose. So from there, you're taking it out of your brain, out of your thoughts and putting it into action. Right. Because, you know, we've mentioned on this podcast all the time. Right. You know, knowledge is not power without action. Mm. So you got to take this, you know, burning desire, you know, and I, I'll get a lot more, you know, context to it once I kind of pertain it to fitness. But this is the format. Right. So you have to find your desire, you know, from it dominating your thoughts. You got to make it practical. Write it down. And then. You know, you got to surround yourself with people and situations and circumstances that will help you get to this desire, this purpose. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Say your ultimate desire on where you are currently at and your health and fitness goals is to lose 30 pounds. Okay. Okay. So you're looking in the mirror and you're building up this desire to lose 30 pounds. 
I always say to my clients and the people I coach, hey, you know, look at yourself 30 pounds down on this day on your, you know, it could be a date on the calendar they're working towards to put on a dress or something, but I'm painting this picture in their head. And, you know, they're, it's got to become somewhat of obsessive. So anyways, they're working day in, day out, day in, day out. And what starts to be maybe their fitness journey on being a little passive or timid inside the gym, it's growing, right? They're doing this daily action. They're preparing, they're working, you know, and while putting in this work and this preparation is really what I'm trying to get to is at the end of the day, building confidence. So when that day comes, right, you can look back and the journey is basically what's going to get you confident. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. And I think that the two key words that you're talking about is, is one that you know that that desire that you have is because they're, they're, it's something that you either believe you're, uh, can be exceptional at or that you already have some level of talent already naturally and that builds a confidence but what's unique is that in order to build more of that you have to expose yourself like you said you got to keep putting in that work and what it does it, it's like it, it's a it's a foundation right they stack these levels of confidence keep stacking as you continue to put in the work which builds more of your skill which builds more confidence by putting in more work and they just keep rolling and overlapping over each other until you get to this place where you are more secure in your position and what you do uh, in, in the industry or the skill set that you have. I also believe that you can have immense self-confidence but lack huge self-awareness for that skill set and that's why I love what you said about having people surround you to be like that are just honest with you that can either support you because they believe that you do have that skill set or that you're terrible at it for example dude I love American Idol I love that shit that's just, your show I love it I especially in the beginning I don't like the back end with the calls and all that 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 moment where he's he or she is about to go on the mic and you have no idea when you think they're gonna suck they're amazing when you think they're gonna be amazing they suck, they suck. but what's most interesting to me is the ones that come in there with immense self-confidence and they go to sing and they suck but they don't even know that they suck. They literally think they're the next uh, Michael Blue Blay or uh, Whitney Houston. They're even singing their songs, but they suck. And so that self-confidence has to be coupled with an actual ability, right? Something, even yeah. potential. Ability and preparation, too. Go because, ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people... This is where this, you know, comes into play where there's a lot of talented, confident individuals out there that kind of take, you know, maybe one too many days off or they, you know, overlook their competition or, you know, they just lack to prep for, you know, whatever is coming about. So that exactly like you just said, that overly confident, that's not going with the hard work and preparation, it's two different confidences, right? That's probably where what separates the cocky and the confident, Yeah. right? Cocky is like, hey, I'm sitting back. I don't have to do anything. I'm going to show up on game day, and that's enough. Confidence is built through preparation, working day in and day out on whatever that is you're working towards, that desire. So when the day comes, you know, you're not going to, you know, pee down your leg scared or you're not going to bomb the – 
you know, whatever, you know, singing on stage or the competition you're, you're prepping for. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's the combination of like humble, but reasonable. Like just because I know I'm good at something, I don't have to say that I'm good at it to make you feel like crap. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's that humble, but reasonable as a coach. Like I, it's not a, like, like I can tell you that you're terrible at this or this is what you're missing to get there. Right. But the issue is not my ability as a coach to be uh, very abrasive about uh, what it is that you need to do, right? Because the outcome yeah. can be the same. I can get you there whether I'm going to be abrasive or I'm going to be uh, loving and build and foster a relationship through that process because ultimately we can get them there with the same outcome and get them the capacity that you knew that you could do as a coach, but did it develop a loving relationship in the process or did they hate you? And after they finally, they met the goal that you guys both uh, started with, they leave, right? And that's the difference to me is using your self-confidence and your skill set to ultimately help other people and build relationships in the process. Yeah, I think just in closing, I think it comes down to, um, like everything else, putting in the work, right? You are confident as a coach because you've been in this game long enough. I'm confident as a coach because I've been in this game long enough. I can say based on my experience, you know, my, my research, my application, hey, I think you should do it this way. And I'm saying that with confidence, right? Just because everything you and I have done all the years prior, so. I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope that that helps because, um, yeah, I mean, fitness is like that all the time. Uh, like we talk about this competition, like, hey, listen, uh, you've never competed in a competition before and you have a lot of self-confidence when you're in our home gym and now you have to go expose yourself somewhere else. You're challenged with that self-confidence again. But the only way to keep building that is exposing Going yourself to that to little bit of vulnerability. And I guarantee you, after the competition, hopefully all goes well. You're walking up, walking out of that. Like more. the second competition isn't the same, right? Because you're above that, you're past that, and uh, you've risen. So. And that's exactly why I asked you, like, you know, why, you know, had your other teammates done competitions before? Because that's going to rate you guys on the level of confidence, right? Because you got this guy who knows performs really well, but all of a sudden he goes to the competition, he's never competed before, and he flunks and you're like dude mm -hmm. he's the best athlete here what the hell is going on yeah. is he didn't expose he's, himself exactly so. and then you got you know the people that have been there that have been athletes a long time and i've played you know games and wrestling matches and football games and all that and they when that clock starts they're not you know as timid or nervous as uh crossfit athlete so to speak that's never really played a sport just works out hard in the gym absolutely so. absolutely dude all right what uh what mini golden nugget i'm just gonna throw that in golden there. golden it's just it's, a, it's uh, above the mini <laughs> nugget it's the golden nugget i like that but i know the mini bro you gotta attach it's the mini the mini, mini nugget Mario. my man what what you got for us today um well again like you know to to give you the backstory is you know one just in general we have a really hard job, Brett, especially being in the fitness industry with social media as, uh, you know, a reliable resource and an unreliable resource for what our clients, our members are bringing in. And the concern that I have a lot is when a client presents information to me is where are they getting that information? I was working, uh, with the skill clinic with one of our newer clients the other day and we were going over the power clean and he was doing some stuff I'd never seen before. And I said, um, have, have you done this before? He goes, no, but I was watching some YouTube videos and I'm like, 
like, what do you mean? Like his heart's in the right place, right? He's yeah. trying to get ahead of the skills session. He's trying to look at it, but I can't validate whether what he's trying to do is in the right direction because I didn't know where he's getting his information. It could be Joe Schmo for all I know. And, and then another client, a PT client of mine, sends me articles all the time from uh, self-submitted, I'm not going to say the name because it'll give it away, but it's like a Reddit, right? It's self-submitted questions and then people answer it as if they have authority. Anyone. In, Anybody yeah. can. And this guy answers, it's about, oh man, it's about uh, how deadlifts can help you lose body fat. And I'm like, where, like, why do we even have to have this conversation about whether or not you should be deadlifting to lose body fat? Like we deadlift for strength and we work on nutrition to lose your body fat. Like when did it, why, when did we get down this rabbit hole that we're having a convo about your deadlift helping your body fat? So you can eat fast food and deadlift it, and you're fine. It, Is that what you're telling me? It, I could, I couldn't win the conversation at all. And what, and really what he was trying to do, and this is one of my concerns about learning how to synthesize information, is he selectively citing uh, articles and sending them to me because he, a bias or? he has the bias. We all have a bias, yeah. but he's using it as a reason to not want to deal with a convo that we've been having for weeks, which is we did his body fat a month ago. He's 30% body fat, and I've told him that he can easily lose 15 pounds he can easily lose 15 pounds with working on his nutrition and still be strong. And, and he sends me this thing about, uh, about the guy, you can't build deadlift strength on a caloric deficit was the ultimate thing that he was trying to say. And, and so I said, uh, what's this guy's credibility? Uh, where does he, does he coach? Does he, what's his background? And then what do you mean by caloric deficit? And then I keep asking all these questions and he has no answers. And so basically it's a null conversation. It's like we get nowhere with that conversation. Then after that session, I send him an actual legitimate peer review article stating that it has been proven that you can build strength while losing body fat and he never reads it because I follow up with him on the next session. He doesn't read it. And so it confirms that he only wanted to send me the article to confirm his bias and for him not to really deal with the real conversation, which is it sounds like a little scapegoat. Absolutely. But and that is as as clear as day as it gets. But everybody's doing that. Right. It's like. Oh, I don't like that setup right there yeah. because this guy says to do it this way. And he doesn't know why this other setup could work because he's never given it an opportunity. And so we get in this position where it's like, is who are we going to argue? The guy online that he's watching or me who's trying to teach it a certain way and we get nowhere with it. He sticks to his position. I don't like his position and we get nowhere and he's stuck where he's at and he's frustrated. So I think ultimately I, this doesn't come down to an issue of fitness and nutrition. It becomes just common sense about how do we do legitimate research online when looking for information that we're curious about or don't know. And it's my belief that they're, like you said, with mentors, 
they become mentors because there's already a sense of credibility there, yes. right? This is where we should stick to, right? Even if we know it's confirming or non-confirming our bias, but it is the initial stance and conversation to the topic. That's one. And then two is to always be uh, a doubter. Yeah. Regardless Take of what my like mentor says, salt, right? is what is the other side? Mm-hmm. Brett, there's there's not play a little devil's one, advocate every time. Get, there's not one topic, especially in fitness nutrition, that doesn't have a counter argument. Every single one. I have not met a topic yet Agreed. that doesn't have a counter argument online. And so I have to take my mentor's thought, which for my mentor or where I read, I go uh, peer review research. There's about three YouTube guys that cite research all the time. And then there's a couple Instagram accounts that I know are legitimate. And then as soon as I get it, I look at it and I'm like, hmm, that's really cool. That's interesting. I've never heard it like that. What's the other argument? And then I get to, right? Like, who are we as human beings? If we're not able to take that information, it's like, like, um, I mean, like religion, like when the dude's at the pew and he tells you something, do you take it at face value or do you like, like take that in and be like, do I really believe what he said? Like, what is, what is my gut saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I have because we're just constantly confirming. I'll be the first one I have biases. I'm biased towards high intensity training. I believe it's the quickest way, the longest way, the least uh, time intensive way to get people in shape. Is there another way? Are there multiple ways of doing it? Absolutely, but this is what I like. If someone presents something else, I'm all ears. Yeah, you know, kind of just to uh, piggyback on what you talked about, I think another good thing is if you see um, some research by someone and you're, you know, thinking about is this guy credible or not, I think you got to do a little bit more digging on their background, like, you know, look for some credentials and then also just give it a little bit of time. What else does this guy have to say about another subject? Oh, that that kind of makes sense with my philosophy of thinking or, oh, man, you know, I kind of agreed with this deadlift part. But this is completely out of left field. What the hell is he talking about? And you could be turned off by the source, right? Right. So, you know, like it, it kind of goes back to that point of taking everything you hear right away with the grain of salt, go for the counter argument. But, you know, just give it a little bit of time. You know, it really takes a lot of like touches for me mm-hmm. to really fall on board with someone in the fitness industry's philosophy on training. Absolutely. Right. You know, say I'll be scrolling through Instagram and I'll come across this and bam, there's a touch. Hey, that makes sense. But you don't have me yet. Right. Right. I'll keep scrolling down. Maybe I'm doing some YouTube development. I see the same guy on YouTube popping up. Oh, that makes sense, too. So now this guy's building credibility in my eyes. Right. And now at this point, I'm taking some of the stuff he's doing and I'm bringing it to the gym and I'm doing it myself. Like, okay, now this guy's got me. Right. This is a mentor now. So, you know, you can kind of take it that way. Give it time. Do a little bit more uh, research, you know, based on their credentials and credibility and put it into application yourself and see if it works. Well, absolutely. I mean, in the trainer, we, with the trainers we are today are not the trainers we were five years ago. And it's not the trainers, we're, the trainers we are today aren't the trainers we're going to be five years ago. We're slowly molding ourselves through experience and uh, credible resources. And, and so that's the thing, because I'm always, if someone tells me something, they've read something, I'm going to say, where did you read it from? Uh, I was watching, where did you watch it from? Can you send that to me? Yeah. Right. Because I, I can't just take it at face value because somebody says it on their blog or because it's posted on Reddit or some Mm -hmm. other, uh, website like that. And I just, I can't handle those conversations because then, then like, where do I fall in line with this relationship with the client? 
-hmm. when they're taking all this information above me and not allowing me to offer a position myself and to give them an opportunity to think about that position. And because that's my job is to get them thinking, right? We're talking about like we're educational. Let's get them thinking. Don't just tell them to do it. Tell them why you're getting them to do it. And that's where you really have to, in order to get them to tell them why they're doing things, you got to really know what you're talking about. Uh, so that's just, uh, it's frustrating, man, because I deal with it all the time. Uh, because if they're, if I'm thinking they're doing things a certain way because I've told them to, but really in reality, they're not because they're not taking my information as credible. It goes into coachability. Coachability ultimately is about them not using me any, they don't believe that I'm credible anymore. That's really what it comes down to. Or I don't have enough credibility enough for anymore for them to listen to me. That's an issue with coachability. For sure. They were drinking the Kool-Aid in the beginning. But then they saw something else by somebody else and it's the new trend and it's cool. It's, it's, it's uh so you hear the term selective hearing, right? But this is selective, I don't know, viewing. If you're thinking about something you have a bias towards and you see someone say that that specific movement or philosophy can pertain to something you might want, oh, that's it, man. That's all that's right, right? That is 100% right because that's what, you know, it it just it's portrayed as something that to your benefit and value that you can do that you have a bias towards. Yeah, so just, you know, I, I think we just got to be better researchers in general. We can't just take stuff at face value from what we're seeing on social media. And you got to really know what the credible sources are for those industries and really seek them out. Yeah, and then reflect on it yourself and put it into application yourself. Hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't use it as an example, but I say, hey, go deadlift and, and see if you lose weight, right? That That's a poor uh, example, but I mean, put some of the stuff into play and hey, you know, this accessory work on my hamstrings that I saw on Instagram, I've been doing it for the last month and my deadlift has went up 50 pounds. Absolutely. Right? Okay, something That's a totally different. Exactly. Right? This is what I saw. This, this is what, what I've been did. trying and here are my results. There you go. And that that's the most important part. Proof is in the pudding. All right. Nice. Highlight. Highlight of the show. Highlight of the show. So this is a little controversial. Um, so long story short, CrossFit has deactivated all social media accounts. What? I know. It seems pretty crazy, especially in 2019, where social media is a pretty big deal. So, you know, I was dying to hear your opinion on it, and uh, you challenged me to do my own research on it, so I, I did it today. And uh, basically what I got is they, you know, are – pretty concerned that Facebook is abusing some of the privacy policies that we as consumers have and that they're basically invading our policy. What do you think? Sure. Well, you want to backtrack a little bit? No, I mean, so ultimately the, the CEO came and said, listen, there was a third party website that had a direct link to CrossFit or at least in the relationship side of things. And they were they that Facebook had taken it down for multiple reasons. One was that I think it was a nutrition Facebook group. Yes. And the group was known for, I mean, taking really hard stances on things like uh, low, uh, very aggressive, low carb diets uh, that overhydration is problematic. Gatorade's ter uh, Gatorade and Coca-Cola or are lying to you. And so they're taking these hard stances. And so that's originally what it came out. Were you it part of that group? 
No, I've never okay. heard of it. I've yeah. never heard of it, actually. I haven't either. Uh, but I know the creator of that Facebook group has, has great relationships with the, the founder. But what Facebook came out and said is that there was uh, potential uh, that that group was getting hacked by somebody else who was trying to take those individuals and their stances down. And so Facebook took it down to deal with that issue, and they later reinstated. But that triggered, I can't believe they're even taking, they even have the right to take it down when they want. Okay, let's read through, let's understand what this looks like and why they're able to do that. And now they go through their privacy policies. And now there's some really sketchy stuff. If you read through their privacy policies, you're like, man, that's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And like, is Facebook taking your name and selling it to hackers? No. Are they taking your name uh, and your credit card information and giving it to marketers? No. no. Are they taking what you search and maybe taking some of that information to their marketers so they can market better to advertise better to Facebook? Absolutely. We Correct. see it all the time, right? Our, our verbal audible hoax thing that we were talking, our conspiracy theory you have, which is, dude, sometimes I talk about stuff and it's on Facebook. That's crazy, right? Whether that's happening or not, I'm not sure. But I know when I Google something or I'm on Facebook on something, online. those ads are coming up end of the day, if not the next day. Absolutely. But that's what I give up with something free. We give that up when we sign that policy agreement. And if you don't like it, don't be on it. That's not my issue, right? Because I think that this was going to happen. there was more something about it? Absolutely. Or? I think it was going to happen what came out a couple weeks later because it wasn't just the CrossFit stuff. It wasn't the CrossFit.com social media channel. It was all the specialty courses, right, which I've taken almost all but like two. Uh, no, yeah, CrossFit quite, Endurance, quite CrossFit Gymnastics. Uh, CrossFit Football. CrossFit Football. Uh Name them. I've yeah. done them. And so the what what happens later with them is I, they come out two weeks later and say, hey, we're we're removing all those courses, not because of this phase. We don't plan to run these courses anymore, probably because of logistical thing for the same reason. They stopped doing regionals. It's just costing too much money. It's too much logistics. So what we're going to do is allow these people to run their own. All, notice every single one of these search, the people that let it are running their own private search now. CrossFit is allowing them to do that. And they're able to be approved by CrossFit as a CEU provider. Like any legitimate certification, go to ACE, NASM, uh, CSCS. For you to renew your certification, you have to get a certain amount of CEUs before you have to renew every certain amount of years. CrossFit didn't have that, dude. Like when I had to recertify. You just had to do it all over again. I had to take the damn L1 all over again. How ridiculous is that? I t got no value out of that. And I think they were getting that pressure because if they want to get approved internationally, one of the things they have to do is become is to offer their recertification on a CEU basis like every other organization in the world. So I think that was already happening. This was the thing that just pushed it faster. The concern I have is with the CrossFit.com. There was no need for that to happen. As a gym owner, it's problematic to me because the social media stuff helps. When something goes viral and the dude lose 50 pounds doing CrossFit and that thing Definitely gains awareness. 10 million views, I can reshare that quickly and get a great positive awareness for something amazing that CrossFit is doing. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, especially not as easy as you could before. Um, so I think they, uh, they fired a lot of their marketing directors as well. 
Uh, do you know anything about that? I don't. I didn't do. I think it goes back into this like let's clean things up. This thing grew so big that there is so much inefficiency in the system. Like spending millions of dollars on running a regional and using ESPN to become the provider to create all uh, the live hosting. I think that's why they logistically took that out. They were spending masses of amounts of money and energy on creating media specifically for the CrossFit Games where they really wanted to take the infamous off that because if you think about it, elite fitness is 1% of the CrossFit community. Makes sense. So if you have 500 million people doing that, there's only 1% of that that really has any application to the CrossFit Games. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, but we're spending an inordinate amount of money and time and energy on the CrossFit Games. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think all this is this process. It was dialing it back to general fitness, Let's look good, feel good. It's going to go work Almost out too and, dumb. Have you seen some yeah. of the videos where the old man's in like the Brady Bunch the living room. show with his gallons? It's like, like okay, That's a little maybe. extreme, yeah, right? Well, yeah. especially going from sure. we're taking Regular out the people. CrossFit Games to that. Like, like give me like. like <laughs> Matt Frazier to Grandpa on the Absolutely. cane doing some squats. Do I think that's wrong? No, man. Throw that in at the end of the For, year as a timeline, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that. I'm not the CEO or anyone creating that content. So I think that's one side. And then the other one, like you said, I think the CEU is a different conversation, but it goes back to inefficiency. Why are we running all these specialty seminars, right? And the logistical issues that comes with that when they're going to get a cut now as a CEU provider and they don't have to do anything just like they did with uh, the way – uh, regionals is now being held by open qualifiers, by right? Mm -hmm. They don't have to put any money into it anymore. And they get a cut off of all those things by being labeled CrossFit Throwdown or by being able to say, we run a, we are a CEU provider for 0.5 credits for your recertification. Mm -hmm. They're going to get money off that. Yeah. And so I think it's an efficiency thing. But uh, the, the, the whole, I don't like you took the page down in less than 24 hours. You take all the social media accounts. I'm just not it's sure what the strategy extreme. is. Yeah, I'm just not extreme. sure what the strategy is. But it doesn't change the way the philosophy and, you know, the style of training that, that you and I are hooked to. So Absolutely nothing changed here. I mm -hmm. love CrossFit because they don't tell me what I can and can't do. And, and if moment, anything, I, I think, not to cut you off, nope. but this whole highly competitive game stuff, uh, you were never really about in a long time. You know, you were preaching general fitness. Hey, this is the best thing and way to uh, train for everybody, not trying to make the CrossFit Games top 1%. Absolutely, and I have no interest in it. I think those people, they, they the whole inefficiency, they consume way too much of your time, and they uh, – they don't want to pay anything and they want to train on the side while class is going. They just, it's a whole thing that I don't even want to be a part of because long term, that mentality uh, can only hold for the 1%. And what's the 1% of my gym? Maybe <laughs> a half a person, maybe a half a person. Yeah. In 10 years, mm -hmm. like it's not worth it to me. It's not sustainable. I agree. Cool, man. Hey, I'm glad we uh, were able to get back on the mic. Felt good. Yeah, man. And Just work out the kinks a little bit and, yeah, and really get talking again. Yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll build more and more momentum. Real quick, guys, if you got any questions yes. that you want us to answer, we would be more than happy to because, again, we are doing this podcast for you. So go ahead and shoot them to the Naples underscore strength Instagram page. Please hook and, it up. And let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll answer them next podcast. Cool? Yeah, let's do it. We appreciate you guys. We will see you next week. Peace.